Hello, and welcome back to Voices of the Valley Flora and Fauna. This is Soleil. In this week's notebook, I will be discussing the incredible green gentian, a blooming plant whose perfusions we have been noticing this summer and the wispy dried up skeletons into autumn now. They are on the hillsides from Firecracker Hill to the upper Alpine hikes. Indeed, they are so, so grand that many, many of these flowering stalks reach over my head. I thought I had found the tallest green gentian in our San Juans, but um, a man by the name of David Inui at the Rocky Mountain Biological Laboratory in Gunnison County reported a green gentian slightly more than nine feet tall on the western side of Kebler Pass. Green gentian, which is formally known as Frisera speciosa, um, also goes by the common name monument plant or elkweed, grows in mountain meadows, and it is known for the notable habit of growing for many years, actually up to 60 years, as a large basil rosette, all the while storing up tons of energy to bloom and make seed. And for those of you that don't know, a basil rosette is just a small, bushy version of a plant. So at the blooming and seed stage, the green gentian produces a tall stalk of flowers, which is what we saw all over the mountains this summer. This happens only once, and all the plant's energy is used up to make these towering displays of up to nine feet tall. So if you look closely, you will see that they bear hundreds of four-petaled flowers. After the season of flowering, the giant plants die immediately and leave thousands of seeds to carry on their genetic legacy should their babies be fortunate enough to survive. This kind of life history is commonly called the Big Bang Reproduction or Death by Exhaustion. What a way to go! Given the size of its flowering stalks, it is not surprising that a green gentian produces a large number of seeds. Mass blooms seem to occur about every two to seven years, and they create a forest of monument plants in our meadows. Other years, you may have, have had a really hard time finding any in bloom. Monument plants also provide a feast of nectar for dozens of species of insects. An average stalk is comprised of 600 flowers capable of producing 66,000 seeds. Dispersal of seeds is not great, so some seeds fall beneath the plant and produce them. When the plant dies, its leaves fall to the ground and decompose, fertilizes nearby seeds, doubling its germination survival chances over the seeds that are dispersed further. These plants are known scientifically as monocarpic perennials. Another plant known for a similar life history is the century plant, also known as agave americana, which typically lives one to three decades before producing a flowering stalk 25 to 30 feet tall and then dying. Both of these plants are long-lived perennial monocarps, meaning they flower once at the end of their lives. Flowering is synchronous to some degree, for flowering is relatively high about every fourth year, but much lower in other years. Individual plants benefit substantially by flowering synchronously with many others in comparison to those plants that flower during the off years. Plants growing in dense stands produce about 40,000 more seeds than plants growing in the same sites, but during years when flowering plants are relatively sparse. Seed set is up to 80% in dense stands, but around 20% in sparse stands. Perhaps a consequence of the fact that dense stands of flowers attract more pollinators. High precipitation during winter and spring has been a theory as to why these plants may bloom in, bloom in profusion, but the same cause cannot be invoked for the high numbers of flowering green gentians. 
Anyway, the gentleman that I mentioned earlier who works at the Rocky Mountain Biological Laboratory discovered that green gentians live many decades but flower just once. He also discovered that the flowers are pre-formed at least three years before they appear. The plant's commitment to flower during the summer was made years ago, not during the rainy spring or rainy July. Another interesting timing event of the green gentians is that when a green gentian flowers, some of its offspring will flower in 20 years, while others will wait 60 or more years. Conceptually, this is puzzling. For if all other things were equal, genotypes flowering every 20 years will produce many more offspring in a century than genotypes flowering every 60 years. So selection should technically favor genotypes that breed faster. Apparently, all other things are not equal, as we know here in Telluride, montane and subalpine environments are highly variable, with precipitation, temperature, uh, damaging frost events, pollinator populations, germination, seedling survival, varying very unpredictably. It appears that for a plant that will flower only once, having offspring flower over a period of at least 40 years is a way of hedging one's bets in an unpredictable environment. So the research program at Gothic Colorado has revealed much about a fascinating and conspicuous wildflower, but it also demonstrates a fundamental fact in ecology. Long-term studies are necessary to identify some phenomena, such as synchronous and monocarpic flowering. For me, watching over these giant monocarpic plants that are from 20 to 60 years old is a marvel, and being able to hike and run through these forests of gentians added spring to my step and joy to my day. So I hope you enjoyed this episode about green gentians. This is Soleil Gaylord, and I hope you have enjoyed a little bit, uh, learning a bit more about these lovely plants in this diary entry. And stay tuned for more Voices of the Valley flora and fauna. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Kodo.